0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 411, How to Invest When You Don't Have a 401k, part one by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. And I am Dan. I'm here each Monday through Friday reading to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance anywhere. And we put it all into podcast form for you, just like a big financial audiobook. Now, today's post is a little bit on the longer side, so I'm breaking it up into two parts for you. I'll read the first half today, and then I'll finish it up tomorrow. So let's get right to part one, as we optimize your life. How to invest when you don't have a 401k, part one, by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. At 24, I had no clue how investing worked. I didn't know a stock from a bond. Index fund, what's that? My idea of investing was the hope that my childhood Beanie Baby collection might be worth money someday. However, despite my lack of even basic knowledge around the subject, at the time, I was actually investing without even realizing it. To make up for a modest salary, my employer had a nice perk, something called a 401k match. You save a little of your own salary in a retirement account and they match some of your savings. You have to do this, an older coworker told me. It's basically like they're giving you money. My coworkers seemed to know what he was talking about, so I filled out some paperwork and elected to deduct a little bit of money from every paycheck and automatically save it in my 401k. I never missed the money, and a few years later, I had somehow saved $10,000. Later, I would learn how this happened. Compound interest, a diverse portfolio, and mutual funds. At the time though, I still had no idea about any of this. I just saved a little every month and let my employer-sponsored 401k do the work. It was a sweet deal. If you do have a 401k match like I did, you should take full advantage of it, meaning save enough in your 401k to get the full match from your employer. Let's say your employer offers to match $1 for every $1 you save with a cap of 6% of your salary, and you earn $30,000 a year. That means you can save up to $1,800 of your own salary each year, and your employer will save another $1,800 on your behalf. Not everyone is lucky enough to have a 401k though. Plus, beyond the match, Most experts don't recommend saving additional funds in a 401k because the fees are usually so high and you don't get much flexibility over your investing options. So how do you start investing if you've hit the match but you want to save even more for retirement? If you're self-employed or freelance and don't have an employer-sponsored retirement plan? Or if you have an employer but they don't offer a 401k benefit? If any of the above scenarios describe you and you've been meaning to learn how to invest or how to save for retirement, you're probably curious about what kind of account you should even open in the first place. Here are your options. Traditional IRA and the Roth IRA. An IRA is an individual retirement account, which seems pretty simple and self-explanatory. You, as an individual, open this account to save for your retirement. Easy, right? But there are two basic types of IRAs to choose from, the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA. There are a handful of differences between the two, but the main trait that sets them apart is how they're taxed. Like most retirement accounts, both traditional and Roth IRAs have some kind of tax advantage. Traditional IRAs are tax-deferred. With a traditional IRA, your contributions are pre-tax. This means at tax time, you can deduct the amount you saved in your traditional IRA that year from your taxable income. Well, as long as you're eligible. High earners might not be eligible for this perk. In other words, you pay less in taxes now. This also means, however, that you will pay taxes on the amount you save in this account and also the amount you earn from your investments as they grow when you withdraw the money at retirement. You pay taxes later. Roth IRAs have tax-free growth. With a Roth IRA, your contributions are post-tax. This means at tax time, you can't deduct anything you saved that year from your taxable income. The good news is, when you retire, you don't have to pay taxes on the money that you withdraw from your Roth IRA. After all, you already paid your taxes. But even better, you don't have to pay taxes on the amount you earn from your investments as they grow either. Your savings can grow tax-free. So to put it in really simple terms, with a traditional IRA, you pay taxes later. With a Roth IRA, you pay taxes now. Like I said, there are other differences between these types of accounts. They have different rules for withdrawing your money, for instance. And if you make too much money, you might not even be able to open a Roth. You can read more about all the differences at rothira.com, but the tax advantage is the main thing most of us will want to consider. So which do you pick? Personally, the fact that your savings can grow tax-free in a Roth seems like an incredible advantage, and most experts would agree with me, which is why the Roth is such a popular option among personal finance geeks. Then again, saving money on taxes now with a traditional IRA is a really nice option too. There's a general rule for deciding which one you should pick. If you think you'll make more money now, go with the traditional. If you think you'll make more money later, go with the Roth. It's a basic rule, but whichever account you pick, the most important thing is to just get started investing. The more time you have for your money to grow, the better. That said, you could also do both, open a traditional and Roth IRA. The government does put a limit on how much you can save though, $5,500. If you have two IRAs, a traditional and a Roth, you can only save 5,500 in both, not each. Now, let's say you're self-employed, you have your own freelancing business, and you want to save more than $5,500. In that case, you might want to look at a SEP IRA or a solo 401k instead of, or in addition to, a regular IRA. SEP IRA. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled How to Invest When You Don't Have a 401k by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. And I'll keep this ending nice and minimal for you. Just don't forget that we have four other podcasts where we narrate blogs for you. And you can find those by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this show. And that's going to do it for today's show. Have a great start to your week, everybody. I will see you back here for the show tomorrow. That's where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollock, creator and producer of this podcast,